You are listening to Experience Matters by Superb. Stories and insights from our worldwide community of restaurateurs on how to succeed with your restaurant. We are back uh, with another episode of the Experience Matters podcast. Uh, this time I'm so lucky to actually uh, sit in the nice venue of uh, Suat in Carlsbergbyen in Copenhagen with uh, Giuseppe Oliva. Uh, how are you doing, man? Hello, everyone. Uh, doing well, after all. Uh, it's been uh, a very interesting uh, period, I guess, uh, for everybody and every sector. Uh, but after all, uh, yeah, consider the whole situation, uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, Stuart is surviving and uh, people seem happy to come here. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. going quite okay. And I have to say, uh, I just, uh, I was actually just sitting here uh, prior to this call having a, a quick lunch. Um, amazing produce, amazing uh, dishes uh, you guys even do. It wasn't the pizza. I've had that before <laughs> though, but uh, <laughs> I was asking for it a few times, but it's very interesting to see, you know, you've been here uh, for now actually one and a half year-ish. Sword? Yeah. No, Sword, uh, it's going to be one year in December. One year in December. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And you guys have really evolved a lot in one year, right? So. I think uh, we have to evolve. Uh, of course, we open up in December, as I said, before Christmas last year, and then we close for the holiday and we open again the second week of January. Uh, and we start to grow a little bit. And then, uh, you know, March, uh, we had this uh, pandemic. So we have to evolve and adapt also to the situation yeah. uh, to, to, to survive and to. Uh, yeah keep the flag up at Swords. So we adapt uh, by doing takeaway and uh, and uh, be the the, 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 the local uh, restaurant pizzeria of the neighbor in Casperbune where at that time there was not so many people. So it was uh, challenging and uh, I would say, but uh, luckily we are still here so and that bad. Yeah, and, and, and just also another perspective here, uh, so people understand. Uh, I think, am I wrong if I say you were the first restaurant in, Car- in the, this area of Karlsbergbyen uh, after the renovation? Uh, well, there is the hotel, it's yeah. a restaurant, that yeah. opened uh, a little bit before us. And, uh, well, gasoline, but well, it's not a restaurant, but yeah, gasoline yeah. was here at the time. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yes. Got it, got it. So, we are going to talk a lot about a lot of things. Uh, uh, you know, you've been here for one year. Uh, you've done takeaway, done in-service dining for rest- for for a lot of your your guests. You've uh, developed your own beer. You de- you have introduced a new kind of yeast and sourdough uh, both in the pizza product but also in general um, but uh, I think we're gonna start maybe just getting a, a deep insight into into you um, you're Italian yeah, where I come from. Yes, originally yeah, right yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I grew and up in a bakery family basically yeah my father have a bakery uh, in Sicily uh, 
where I yeah grew up. Uh, but then when I was a teenager, I actually decided to study something else uh, and uh, become a sea captain at that career. I did that career for five, six years. That I really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, the ocean is. Uh, give you a lot but you also take a lot from you so, uh, so I guess was, it I was a very strong experience for me uh, but then after some time I realized that I need some time on the land and uh, I was like kind of uh, trying to stay back home in Sicily but then uh, I found out that uh, it was a little bit too tight for me uh, after my experience uh, traveling around with uh, cruise ship, tanker ship, and uh, see different culture, different people, different languages. And uh, during my visit in Copenhagen, it was a, a vacation, I, I found this in, city interesting. Uh, like, not too big, uh, not too small. Uh, with interesting people, multicultural uh, and young as a city, so I, I, I decided to, to try to live here and see. Uh, and see. Can you re can you remember how many places you you've seen? I guess being at sea have have brought you around the world, basically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I saw a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah. I hope you're not seasick. <laughs> uh, no, uh, not anymore. I don't know now because I, I stopped uh, in the 2000, end of 2011. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I like to to, to go also by boat sometimes. Also, I still have as a hobby. Uh, but yeah, I saw a lot of places and uh, yeah, been uh, almost everywhere. Now, and um, I'm super happy to hear, uh, you know, what you said about Copenhagen. I guess, um, uh, you know, looking at your restaurant, you've also brought a, you know, a bit of Italy to Copenhagen, but it also feels like you've combined it with this Nordic experience right it, how would you describe Suat? Uh, is it well I think uh, everything you do in life uh, it shape you in a way like that influence your action and what you do so I'm Italian and I've been uh, growing as a it's a YOLO chef in Copenhagen so of course I have a lot of influence uh, from the Nordic cuisine and the local ingredients like uh, Gronko, kale yeah. I never use it in Sicily <laughs> but now I love to use it yeah. in the winter time here in Denmark so yeah I think uh, Seward is it's just a mix of uh, of all the things that uh, have been uh, influenced me, and uh, yeah, so yeah. so so uh, one I assume one uh, strong example there is you've been uh, you've been raised as you said by a family of bakers, but your family have actually been baking since 1941, right? So yeah. that's over 50 years 
they have been bakers. Um, I I understand from the the, the lunch I had I've had here and the pizzas I've I've been uh, I've tried here that bread is very important uh, to you. What does it actually mean? Well, I I, I grew up uh, as you say in a bakery family. And bread in general, I think in any in every family is important. Everybody eats bread. It's like a primary thing to, to have on the table. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that, that influence that uh, uh, being growing in a bakery family, it's, I don't know, it's just uh, very important to me to have the bread on the table, uh, uh, good bread, uh, that you break with your hands and uh, you you eat with other things and you, yeah so it's a side things for a lot of things but you can also enjoy it yourself itself yeah itself. and uh, being this profession for me today it was uh, a little bit I don't know I don't know how to explain it but uh, sometimes I, I think it's just kind of destiny uh, because if you ask me 10 years ago that today I have the pizzeria in Copenhagen. Yeah, <laughs> probably laughing. Uh, but uh, I don't know. My my father, as I say, is a baker, and my grandfather, from my mom's side, he was a miller. And then uh, during the Second World War, he actually was uh, in the army. He was called from the army. There was the bakers in the army. Got it. Then. Uh, my uh, father brother he was also in the army and then uh, he met a woman in north italy that she had, she is from a bakery family and then he, he opened a bakery i don't know what it's it's yeah. in my family uh, tree <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i sometimes I, I just believe that it was just destiny yeah. and how is um You've been in you've been in Copenhagen for or in Denmark for how long time now? On and off uh, nine years. Nine years, yeah. and and you basically don't actually have a background in cooking. Um, but what made you actually realize that you wanted to be a chef and actually open your own place? So you you have you have been working at uh, at other restaurants before. Yes. But I guess there's a huge steps from working there to opening your own place, becoming your own boss. Yeah, yeah, it's a big step. Uh, Copenhagen, uh, as I said before, it was the 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 the, the first uh, attraction for me to uh, spend more time on land after my career at sea. Yeah, and. Uh, as a first uh, business, I tried to do something different than a chef, and uh, also a different offer. Like also uh, be like uh, this pilot in the in the sea boat, it's called sea boat, but also bus boat. Yeah. But uh, I didn't want to to do it, so I tried another thing. I come, as I say, from Sicily, Alcamo, the name of the town, 
and in that town I have a lot of friends who are wine producers and they ask me oh Pepe you're in Copenhagen why you don't try to sell my wine over there so I decide I was like yeah why not I like I love wine yeah. I grew up in a in a wine country in yeah a wine country and uh, I was like yeah why not so I try I opened this small uh, firma company and start to import wine so that was restaurant was my first approach okay. and from there I start to understand that that wall it was very interesting and uh, it, it grew from there Got it. unexpected and and uh, do you still have your wine company yes I still, I do. still do okay. yeah I still do yeah I since uh, 2011 since I arrived in Copenhagen okay uh, and now yeah I use it of course also for sewers yeah, yeah we import uh, most of our wine here. yeah and uh, most of our wine are from yeah people that we know a uh, friend of mine a friend of my chef that is from Piemonte yes a lot of also a wine region Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> and uh, and also I think it's also important to mention for people that uh, suet means sour, right? Yeah, and uh, sour. Uh, yeah, from yeah, suadai from suadai. No? Yeah, and, uh, the 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 it was when the the idea starts. Uh, but then I also discovered that uh, suet was also. In the Nordic uh, mythology was a uh, god yeah. of the Vulcan something. Yeah, exactly. You know? In fact, it was uh, a little bit before we opened that, I don't know if you read it on the newspaper, uh, Denmark discovered a planet and they named it yeah. Seward actually. That's a, a wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. So there's also a planet uh, named Seward. But but I also <laughs> want to say there's a lot of things named Seward by now, and I, I oh, really? we were just talking about it before. You you are also now you're not only uh, you know doing some of the best pizza in town, but you're also starting now to brew your own beer, right? Which is a Seward Earl or Seward beer. Yeah. So so you are in the Carlsberg city, yeah. uh, which is the old Carlsberg um, production facility, right? The, you some of the the best beer in, in in Europe have been probably probably yeah <laughs> have been developed there. Yeah. yeah, true. Um, but what you have done now is you have actually developed a pretty unique beer together with them, right? Yeah. What's what? What's the story there? Yeah, it's uh, it born like uh, from uh, the brewmaster from Jakobsen, which is uh, like 50 meters from here, uh, and they come up with uh, I don't know if it was a joke at the be- at the beginning, <laughs> but they say, oh, one day we should try a beer, uh, make a beer only for you, and, and uh, when he told me, I start to think about it a lot. And then I was like, yeah, beer, fermentation, why don't, don't we try with our yeast? And uh, also it's a way for me to to know also better my yeast, because uh, what we did, uh, they come here and they I give a piece of yeast and they analyze it. And they told me what inside. Mm. So, and what, and if the yeast was, uh, 
uh, good for make make beer. And for me, it was like <laughs> learning more yeah. about because I know like more or less my yeast, but I don't know what exactly is inside. So it was also an interesting process for me. And then uh, also that they give me this opportunity to uh, use my yeast in, at Jacobsen laboratory. Uh, I feel very privileged, privileged because they it was a new thing also for them. They are like they normally ferment beer with yeast that they have yeah. and they know how they act. But uh, using my sourdough, they didn't know that no idea. So it was uh, it was just a nice experience. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the unique is also connected to to a unique yeast because when you have something alive, you always change. Mm. So of course, it's, it's unique. When you have uh, something that you ferment with a yeast that you can do it the same thing another time, yeah. it's it's a standard product. It's, it's not. Of course, it cannot be unique. So, so right now, that beer which we are uh, we just tried also, which tastes absolutely beautiful. Um, it's it's pretty unique. You can only get it at Suat. For the moment, yes. For the moment, and just to, I just want to be hundred percent sure. So, so basically, the the yeast is the same that you use to to produce your pizzas. This is one hundred percent. So this you could somehow say, and and the idea is also to develop the best beer pairing to a pizza, right? So you could say that the... Well, uh, the best is always uh, subjective, uh, yeah. but uh, for sure uh, has to be a beer that pairing with the pizza. I don't yeah. want to have a beer that is too complex in test mm. and uh, not too high percent alcohol. Um, so yeah, it has to be a good pairing for pizza, mm. for sure. So tell me about uh, this uh, creativity uh, that's driving you. I don't even know if you are working on other exciting projects like this beer and, and so on. Um, one thing I remember, which, uh, which we had to talk about also, is that you sometimes talk about this gastronomic revolution. Um, here in Copenhagen, right? Which uh, which led you to actually work with a lot of uh, exciting chefs. Um, I do see this creativity uh, in in Suat, not only in terms of your product, but I see it online, your your marketing, your branding, everything, right? Um, who have inspired you uh, to to actually? Uh, you know, be part of this gastronomic revolution and, and what does it actually mean for you? Well, for sure Copenhagen uh, in the last uh, 10 years it become more and more uh, place to go uh, for dining. There are so many interesting reasons in Copenhagen and uh, and I remember when I first arrived here, yeah, it wasn't like this. And uh, I, I, I really feel that growing and that uh, and that revolution. Uh, even at a supermarket today, you find products that you didn't find uh, five years ago. Yeah. Like it was a revolution in food in Copenhagen. Yeah. And also, 
Danish people are very open and uh, to, to try new things and uh, curious about food and uh, the culture behind. So I think that there was also uh, maybe part of the, 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 the evolution. So thanks to the guest, because if you don't have the right guest, you cannot have yeah. that, that evolution. So I, I think in Danish people are very curious on uh, that aspect. So in, yeah, I also feel like it to, to be here in Copenhagen. Because, uh, I don't know if I, I will open a recent in Italy. Yeah. Italy are really, are really special as a guest. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> and that, that's coming from Italian, by the way. <laughs> that's rare. No, but uh, yeah, Italy has uh, dif different, uh, di different uh, background, yeah, different uh, people, which is also nice. I mean, dif big differences, uh, like, yeah. doesn't mean it's in a bad way, no? Uh, so, uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> did, did your did your parents want you to come back to, to Sicily and open something there, or are they actually... I think my parents, they always uh, give me the right freedom to do whatever okay. uh, I think is good for me. Uh, of course, my mom would love to, to have me a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, but she's also happy and uh, my father is actually super happy. That's good. At the beginning they were like, oh, why you want to leave your career? You, you can be master by now and are you sure of what you're doing? And then uh, they were just questions. Yeah. But yeah, they are, they are happy. And have they have they been to Seward yet? Yeah, they were here like uh, when we opened. Yeah. Okay. How, what was the, the impression? And here I also mean the bread and uh, <laughs> uh, maybe the bread uh, it's a little bit better now yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, I mean when we open we have to try a lot of things when, you know when I open I didn't know what kind of bread and pizza I was about to make uh, I know more or less the flour and uh, I had an idea but uh, I didn't try it and I tried when uh, we did the soft opening mm. so the soft opening it was a, a try for the guest but also for for me and for my staff like we tried everything in that day so and uh, yeah my father was like yeah it's good but you can do better so <laughs> that was that's good that's coming from yeah. a baker so yeah, i yeah, think yeah. Uh, <laughs> seems also it's an it's not only in terms of the product, but uh, Suat as a brand have also is pretty well known now in Copenhagen, right? Most of uh, of, of uh, you know pizza lovers they know uh, Suat, um, and then we've also I think um, one of the brands that have also stood out during this whole pandemic, right? Uh, it was for me uh, very exciting to hear that you you did takeaway, right? Um, that that was not something you did before. No. Um, are you are you going to continue to do it? Well, uh, as you said before, it's been a continuous evolution. Yeah. Uh, and for 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 Swiss. at the beginning, we didn't do takeaway, and we didn't 
didn't took any reservation. It was mm. a walking restaurant. Yeah. Today, we do takeaway, and we have you guys. Yeah. So you never know, like you can have an idea on how to do things, yeah. but then you don't know what the future brings you. So there are a lot of things that uh, I think you need to be shapeless and mm. uh, adapt yourself, be like ready to adapt yourself to the situation. Mm. Corona, I was like, do I close and stay home, uh, look at the ceiling and waiting for <laughs> I don't know what? I was like, no, let's uh, uh, try to stay open and uh, open the window and uh, buy a, a phone and uh, try to do takeaway. Yeah. And we did that so, and uh, it actually was good. And after, when the government uh, allowed restaurants to open up again with new restrictions, one meter between tables. Yeah, which is not a problem here. <laughs> it's not a problem, but uh, of course you have less tables. Yeah. We used to have uh, also tools around the bar, yeah. around the pizza ah, station, yes, of course. which we can use right now because you are too close to the kitchen. So I was thinking like, now I have less table, so for me, the value of every single table is more mm. than before. Yeah. So for me, it's important to to have reservation also for that reason. Makes sense. So then uh, I cancel my previous plan and uh, decide to to develop to take the reservation. Yeah. And actually, today I'm glad yeah. of that uh, decision. So there's more predictability in how many uh, guests you have and so on. Yeah, but also... Yeah, also like... Uh, how for a long uh, you can use a table is important. And if there is uh, somebody that uh, can book the table after or before. So it's, uh, yeah. it's a lot of things that uh, make... Uh, uh, the business uh, better and how about um, so corona have been a tough period for for all people in the restaurant industry right um, how has it been for you for your team uh, have you managed to actually keep your team together and 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 how have you how do you feel you your um, you know you guys have worked together uh, during this period uh, to to somehow get out of come out of it in in good shape well i think uh, this period it's uh, okay stuff for restorators but uh stuff for everybody i think yeah. and uh, the things that it's the heaviest uh, part of this pandemic i think is uh the brain like psychologically it's heavy mm. and uh, and work in a restaurant where you like host a lot of people sometimes can be like okay like be a doctor is risky in an hospital because you deal with uh, sick people and they have corona but they also wearing like uh, a lot of protection in the hospital 
restaurants, okay, we're wearing protection and we do the best we can disinfection and yeah. but it's still like physically it's uh, sometimes like ah I'm also risking a lot mm. and maybe like you are not uh, that that virus is not like uh, dangerous to you or because lucky and uh, it's just soft but you don't know and maybe you can get another person sick so it's you know it's and also like uh, you like you have to live day by day because uh, tomorrow can be another restriction yeah. and you need to adapt again to the situation so again it's saving the, and the head yeah. this situation but hopefully you, you always find a way of hopefully yes yeah it also seems like you I think um, a lot of businesses will only get stronger also uh, from from this experience and have a, a way to navigate through uh, tough times uh, hopefully not as tough as the one that has been here uh, the last year but uh, but it, it gives you some some uh, a hot shell right uh, give you some 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 thoughts in your head that you can use uh, to to uh, to handle uh, the new situation, right? Uh, how a lot of people are talking about, you know, the pandemic continuing. A lot of people are talking about vaccines. Um, what what is obviously nobody can predict what's going what's going to happen. But what what challenges do you see in front of you and and also other chefs in a in a in a town like Copenhagen? Well, regarding the vaccine and all these things, I, I, uh, I have an idea and uh, it's not my job. No. <laughs> uh, but as uh, restorators, I think um, that uh, build a strong basic with the locals is important. So, and I, I think we we've been doing okay on that uh, because we mostly have uh, not local from Casper Bune but uh, Copenhagen mm. no? yeah. because if you have to depend on only on tourists uh, in this yeah. uh, in period like this it's tough yeah. so I have a strong basic with the local uh, it's super important yeah. so you started to, to recognize some faces again when they come in yeah, yeah, that's good. We that's have good. a lot of regulars. So that's good. It's very nice. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very nice feeling to, to to see people come back. Yeah, they appreciate what you do, and uh, yeah, for me, yeah, it's uh, also like when you design something, decor your room and uh, your yeah. apartment, like, and you share with other people, yeah. and they like it. It's, no, it makes you proud. That kind of feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, uh, I totally understand that. I, we've we've received a lot of uh, questions um, up to this chat, but one that that keeps on coming is um, <laughs> it's also a tough one, right? You've been here for one year now, yeah. and uh, I know we almost. have a, almost, <laughs> and I know we have a pandemic and so on. But a lot of people are also asking us about. What is the future for Suat? 
are you going to open more than this place? Do you have a do you, do you have any plans for any exciting uh, projects, or are you focusing on on this place? Well, for me, somebody say when you plan something, somebody above is laughing. Good point. <laughs> but I also learned that in like being being alive, it means uh, meet people, see new things. Uh, have new challenge uh, so I'm sure I'm gonna do something in the future I, I still don't know what no. uh, today my priority is Stuart and uh, I, I, I mean I don't I didn't open Stuart uh, thinking of oh I wanna make uh, Two, three pizzeria. I just decide to open uh, this place because I work in this uh, business uh, for now nine years, and uh, I saw it as evolution of my profession. And uh, you know, when uh, when you do experience, most of the time it's good to do experience uh, between the twenty and the thirties. So you build like a bag, a heavy bag on your shoulder of experience yeah. that you can uh, use during your life. And uh, I also believe that uh, between the 30 and the 40s is the right moment to use that experience mm. and uh, challenge yourself to do something. Because Again, you, you between the twenty and the thirties, you have to do experience and make mistakes, learn, yeah. try new things, travel and, the world. Yeah, travel. <laughs> but uh, when you are thirty and you wanted to do something, I think it's the right moment because you have a little bit of experience, but still the energy to. To do it because start something it require a lot of energy mm -hmm. and I think between the 30 you are still in that range where you have like okay experience and okay energy to challenge yourself because after the 40 and the 50 you probably have the still energy but are not as much right so I think between the 40 and the 50 you have to more to focus on what you established and uh, grow it better and then maybe 50 and 60 <laughs> learn somebody else and let him do it yeah and manage <laughs> yeah and hopefully get rich <laughs> well and hopefully yeah. back to a selling boat yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, just so uh, how old are you now i'm 34 34 yeah I'm 34 so, so there's still a long time to plus 40. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 34. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like being in this business and, uh, and think about my past, yeah. sometimes I feel like I did a lot. Uh, maybe because they are both strong experience. Because mm. when, when I start to work uh, um, 
in the restaurant, some chef told me, Pepe, you were working in a, in, as an officer uh, on cruise ship and blah, blah, blah. So why you work with chef? Chef are crazy. Yeah. My answer was, have you ever worked with a Siemens? <laughs> the, okay, so they're even worse. Siemens, <laughs> uh, compared to chef, uh, candies. And I, I must also say, like you know, you've been so you've been on you've been on on a boat at sea for six years. Yeah, traveling the world. Yeah, working with those people. Yeah, and now you're moving into the restaurant industry, working with also similar people. Yeah, uh, but this time you can uh, you can be on top, right? And 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 build a team with the people you you prefer and the people uh, and the build the culture that, uh, that that you want right that must have been um... but yeah I have uh, this opportunity and uh, I'm super glad to, to have it to, to be the owner of this place yeah. and to as you say choose uh, my staff uh, staff is super important staff is what uh, what is behind the, yeah. the restaurant? Yeah, so exactly. it's, uh, it's it's the strongest basic that you need, and I think uh, it's also important to give your staff the space to to be free in a certain way. Like, mm. of course, they need to have kind of rules, uh, but also keep. The opportunity to to leave uh, them identity free mm. and uh, give them the opportunity to give some of them identity to the restaurant. Mm. It's super important. Yeah. That is also diversity that you create inside your staff. And uh, diversity is a mix of things that uh, most of the time. The result is better than yeah. the standard product. Yeah. So for me, uh, yeah, when I choose my staff, I always encourage them to to, to give something to Stuart. No, like vice versa. Mm. Um, and maybe that's also it's why, a, like, also in the sabado, it's like this. It's a population of different bacterias that they do <laughs> different yeah. jobs. Yeah, they develop different flavor and uh, texture. You know, it's yeah. in a positive way. In a positive way. <laughs> yeah. And um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, they are as good as how sourdough tastes, right? So, how uh, it, it, do you really imagine yourself doing anything, uh, anything other than what you're doing right now, or is this your dream in your thirties? Again, it's, uh, I think it's the same, uh, I can give you the same answer. We are alive and we don't know, like uh, tomorrow I meet another guy and yeah. give an idea and I like it and uh, I'm like, wow, why I never thought about this and uh, yeah. I do something else. So, me, I'm a little bit uh, unpredictable, like okay. uh, sometimes I'm, I'm surprised that I change uh, direction so easily mm. even though I'm uh, I have a very strong uh, uh, thought on my 
opinions mm. and uh, actions. But yeah, I have this fle flexibility and uh, that maybe it's uh, one of my privilege or maybe not. I don't know. But uh, so far, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm happy. So um, I will actually. I was about to say, ask you if there's any advice or learnings that you want to share with chefs. But I also have to say that everything you said about just seizing the moment be unpredictable and don't have to plan everything that seems also like a very strong advice for for people who potentially wants to open a restaurant or people running a restaurant is there anything else you you would give them or would you give your younger you uh, a better advice today after you've opened your restaurant but yeah like uh, if you are as i say between the 20 and the 30s travel kick ass when when it's possible yeah uh, <laughs> to experience, make mistakes, yeah. meet people and then if you are between the 30 and the 40s, if you believe in something and you really want to do it, risk because it's the time, right time to do it and uh, everything is a risk like uh, sometimes people is afraid to take decision but uh, yeah. I mean, if you stay there and think about it and wait and wait and wait you you will never know so sometimes it like push a little bit yourself on do something that uh, you'll be like ah maybe a risk i mean if you're 30 32 the risk is not that hard mm. i mean if you fail uh, you know that you fail and uh, you try something else so you don't live with that uh, uh, thought in your mind ah I could try this before, but now I'm too old, or, you know? Yeah. Sounds like your uh, your mom and dad gave you some really good uh, advice when you were a kid also, and shaping you to be so adventurous and uh, seizing the moment. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, my father, he also, I mean, he opened his bakery when he was 18. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in, in other times where you you didn't have that many opportunities, exactly. right? Exactly. It yeah. was, uh, I don't know. If I think, like, when I was 18, I was, like, still a student. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, 18. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is, uh, like, you're a kid. You're still playing, uh, sitting in front of the television, or yeah, not really thinking about opening a business. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I guess I had strong influence from my, from my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Thank you so much, Yusef. Um, Thank you. It was a pleasure to hear your story, and also, uh, I really wish uh, you know you and Suat and the, the ongoing projects uh, so much success. I I really look forward to buying that Suat beer uh, <laughs> in the supermarket or in in other places. Well, I don't know if we're gonna make yeah. it so much uh, beer, but. Uh, for sure, you can try it here. Yeah, and, I, I, that's and good uh, to hear. Probably in some other place in Casperview. That's good to hear. Good to hear. And uh, f so finally, uh, is there anyone you think I should talk to next? Somebody I should uh, have a have a call with and, and share their story too. I don't know if you did it, uh, but I think uh, like uh, the guys from Rufino are. Uh, a really interesting trio to talk. Yeah. 
Uh, I like to go there and it's a fun place to go and the pasta mafia. The pasta mafia. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they have a super strong basic yeah. with the local. So it's uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, it can be, you can have a nice talk with them. Sounds good. I'll if, do that. Yeah. I'll do that. That sounds Sorry, really good. <laughs> yeah, I hope you will hear this. <laughs> no, I, I think that sounds like a really good yeah. one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Experience Matters. Until next time.